title of the message is Walking in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit means making decisions. And some people, they separate their daily life from their spiritual life. They separate their work life from their Christian life. Walking in the Spirit means surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. And for some of you, that needs to start with your money. Amen? The most important things in our life need to be surrendered to him. When you make decisions, do you do it in the humility of consulting God? Wouldn't it be good to be completely controlled by the Holy Spirit? When we pray for people, the last week, there was a young lady and uh, I said, come and pray for, for someone who had kidney problems. And so she began to pray and I listened to her prayer and it, it was a good prayer. But I said, why don't you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you? He doesn't need your words. So she just laid hands and she was silent. And the power of God went through that woman. She was vibrating under the power of the Holy Spirit. Even when we pray, we need to submit our prayers to the Lord. Amen? To be totally submitted to the Holy Spirit. If Jesus is the master, obey him. And you might say, well, I don't know what he's saying. Here's his voice. This is Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. It's called his Word because it's his voice. Amen? So it seemed good. Many times people make decisions because it seemed good to them. Is that right? You think, well, I think I'll do this or that because it seems like a good idea. Anyone there? But what does the Bible say about making decisions that seem good to us? There, Proverbs 14:12. There is a way that seems right to a man. You've been there? Sim but its end is the way of death. Ever done something that seemed right and it was a total failure? Uh-huh. That's because we need the principle of the book of Acts, Acts 15, 28, for it seemed good to us and to the Holy Spirit. It seemed good to us and to the Holy Spirit. So in making decisions, God places us in the body of Christ so that we can hear what he's saying through the body of Christ. 
So it seemed good to me, it seemed good to Charlie, it seemed good to Mary. It, you know, we, we corporately believe that, it, that this is the will of God. It seemed good to us and to the Holy Spirit. When it seems good to you, ask the Lord if it seems good to him. And be careful of filtering his voice through your own fleshly desires and what you want. Amen. I guess I've been preaching for, oh, probably 40 years, 40 years now. I look back on my life and I see some really dumb decisions. Amen. I see some things. I look back and I see it seemed good to me or I was pressured, you know, and, and I made wrong decisions. So that's... You know, it's good to be able to impart the wisdom that you've learned through the years. And sometimes the way we learn is by messing up the school of failures. Amen. Praise God. When you make decisions, make decisions with humility before God. When you make decisions on your own, it's like you're saying to God, I don't need you. It's a form of pride. You need to lean on the Lord in all your decisions, in all your ways. Acknowledge him. Lord, is this a good idea? You know, make it a habit to pray, to pray. Invite Jesus into your life with your finances, your work decisions, business, family, inviting him in. you got, you know, marriage, invite him in. Talk to him. In James 4, we read about people who are rich and who make decisions about what they're going to do tomorrow, the day after, the next year, because they've got the power of wealth to do it. All right? So when people are blessed financially, when they've got the finances and they think, well, I'm free, I can do whatever I want because I've got the money to do it. And we read, for what is your life? It is even a vapour that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or do that. But now you boast in your arrogance, and all such boasting is evil. So think about it. So you announce, I'm going to take a holiday in Christmas time. But did you ask the Lord, how does he feel about you making decisions without consulting him? Ever thought about that? that maybe you should consult God on your holiday? I think I'm going to ask Sarah to come up. Come up, Sarah. Uh, I've, I've just put her on the spot. So Sarah took a holiday some years ago, and I had this feeling like it wasn't a good idea. So um, t tell us about that holiday. She remembers it well. I do. <laughs> um, this is a long time ago. It was while I was still one foot in the world and... One foot with God, which really means you're not with God at all. 
um, and I decided to, I had just lost my job as a social worker. My contract had ended and not been renewed. Um, I was six months pregnant uh, with my son over there and uh, my car, my old car broke down and anyway, I had no money. <laughs> but I had already booked this holiday before I lost my job. Um, and so I went on the holiday and yeah, it was a, the worst decision of my life. <laughs> so, terrible horrible experience and but God is so redemptive that even in in our stupid mistakes um, that we make he uses all things for good um, and so out of that I really hit rock bottom um, and that suffering caused me to actually surrender to God and and um stop running and stop doing things my way and stop chasing my own desires and dreams and whatnot and hit my knees and repented and cried out to God and um, I've never looked back since and that was the sort of beginning of my journey and here I am traveling the world doing God's work. <laughs> so. Thanks. so it can seem like a good idea to have a holiday but it was a holiday from hell that she had. <laughs> she didn't go to the details, but uh, it was pretty bad. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Make your decisions. See, it, you know, just get it into your head. It can seem right to you, but have you looked at it from a heavenly perspective? What, what things are you planning in your life and you've never even thought about asking God about it? Because you think, well, I'm just going to have a great time. It's all going to be blessed and, you know. Make your decisions by the standard of God's word. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many, how many people you hear, well, I'm just so in love with this guy or this woman and... Oh, man, God is with us and we're going to live together, you know, and this is God and all of this, but you're making your decisions to live together outside the standard of God's word. It's a flesh decision and God is not in it because God has chosen to only bless marriage between a husband and a wife. And... So many Christians, they make decisions because they feel good about it. Life in the spirit is not according to feelings. It's a life of sacrifice, of dying to yourself and obeying Jesus Christ and his word and the standard of his word. His word says, do not be unequally yoked. His word said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be yours as well. So many people are seeking themselves first. What feels good to me? That is the number one reason I make my decisions. 
what seems good to me. Seek first his kingdom. Seek first his righteousness. And you will experience blessings that you never thought of. For his, word, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are not your thoughts. What seems good to you, the Bible says, he knows that the thoughts of man are useless. Just go to a higher authority. Go to a higher wisdom. Go to Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, stop thinking and go to Jesus. Amen. Don't make your decisions according to the flesh. Remember Esau, Jacob and Esau? And Esau was famished. He was so hungry. And he comes home and he could eat anything. There was nothing around except for what Jacob had cooked, lentils, lentil soup. And he sold his birthright to gain some soup. Don't make your decisions in the flesh. You make a fleshly decision today that could rob your future. The things that we decide to do today is like sowing seed and will reap in the future. Give yourself to Jesus. Give yourself to his kingdom and you will reap eternally. Make decisions that please God rather than pleasing yourself and pleasing others. The other day I was talking to a pastor. I can't remember his, oh, that's right, uh, last week. I was talking to a pastor and he said to me, what is your advice? Because I'm starting, he's starting a church. What is your advice about pastoring a church? And I said to him, don't please people. Please God. Man, you live your life to please people. The devil will manipulate you, stress you. Don't be passive without a backbone, you know? Have some metal and please God and don't give in to other people. Hallelujah. If you're sick, maybe you got cancer, have some backbone and stand up to all the unbelievers in your family who are expecting you to drop dead who are planning your funeral, have some backbone and believe the word of God. Amen. I'm talking from personal experience. And young people, you know, when whoever, but young people, when there's pressure on you and, you know, and, and your girlfriend, your boyfriend wants to have sex with you, you know, have some backbone and say no. You know, take a stand for Jesus Christ. So don't make decisions just to fulfill those temporary fleshly desires. Make your decisions in faith. Because only faith pleases God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The faith component of making decisions. You know... God wants to have his way in your life in whatever you're doing. 
So whatever you're doing, do it by faith. If you walk to the left, do it by faith. If to the right, do it by faith. If you're going to work, do it by faith. If you're going to have a holiday, do it by faith. If you're starting a business, if you're buying a house, if you're going to rent a place, do it by faith. Do it believing that God is with you. If, if you're giving an offering, if you're, if you're generous to someone, do everything in faith. Because without faith, anything other than faith is sin. Without faith, you cannot please God. What does it look like to make decisions in faith? <coughs> wow. The steps of a good man are directed by the Lord. People say to me sometimes, did God say to you to go to Dallas? Did God say to you to do this or that? No. Why are we here? Because God directed us. And how does that work? The steps of a good man are directed by the Lord. It means you're trusting in God. In the Old Testament, the Lord says, My servant is blind and mute and deaf. Why? Because we're trusting in God. We don't always know the way. We don't, God doesn't always speak to you in a lightning bolt and say, go to Dallas to preach. He doesn't always speak to you in a lightning bolt, but you're trusting in him. He honours your faith. And it's like, Lord, I'm sitting in the back seat and you're in the front seat driving and I'm sleeping. Just go wherever you want. Hello? Now that's a different way of running your life, isn't it? But that's what I've been finding, meditating on my own life, that just relax and trust God. He's in control and he'll guide you. Now let me tell you a little secret. When people do things against you, they don't fulfill your expectations. They, offend, they can offend you and they do things. See it from a heavenly perspective that God is using their weakness to achieve your destiny. Because sometimes God will shut a door in our life and it will be painful. People will do things. But if you respond with grace, love and forgiveness, you will not steal from yourself the blessing of the destiny that God has for you through what that person has done. Hello? If you respond in love and forgiveness towards the people who offend you, you may find one day that God uses that very person to save you from your trouble and to bless you. Amen? Some people are super spiros, spiritual people. God's always talking to them. I don't believe it. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen? You, you with me? It is true that God speaks to us but also it's true that he doesn't always reveal what's happening to you. And sometimes it's because 
of our unbelief that we want God to speak to us about and show us everything that's happening instead of simply trusting him with our decisions. Amen? Are you with me? You know, uh, some people, they're like, they say to me, oh, God sent me this, God sent me that. You know, and then they'll tell me something and I said, no, he didn't speak to you. When, when they, they're trying to tell me to do something, I go, no, nah, God didn't speak to you. And I go, what? You know, how rude am I? You, you know, if someone wants to say that God spoke to them, then, okay, then I'll tell you if he, did, if he didn't. Because the Bible says, let the prophets speak and let the people judge. Amen. The fact that you are telling me that God spoke to you about my life. Have you got someone who's telling you, you know, God told me you should do this or that or that? You know, well, you can just say straight back to them, well, I don't believe God did speak to you and I'm not doing it. Amen. It's prophetic manipulation. People wanting you to do what they want to do and they put it in the form of God spoke to me. Hallelujah. So life in the spirit, decisions in the spirit, when you're making decisions, you're not making them because people are manipulating and controlling you and asserting themselves on you that if you don't do this, they won't be pleased with you, you'll feel bad and so on and so forth. It's just manipulation. When you listen to people, when you look at people, the Bible says that the... Let's have a look at it. The Bible says that the heart reflects, the face reflects the heart. God wants you to listen to the heart of the person. The disciples said to Jesus, when, when the towns in, uh, in Nazareth rejected Jesus and wouldn't accept him, they said, do you want us to call down fire? And Jesus said, you do not know what spirit you are of. What am I saying? When people advise you, what spirit are they talking in? Is it jealousy? Is it resentment? Unforgiveness? Greed? Or what, what demon is behind them? Do you know the heart of the person? Don't let other people make your decisions for you. Be directed by the Holy Spirit. Amen? So important. Sometimes I know that I'm doing the right thing when people tell me I'm doing the wrong thing. Hallelujah. Do not judge by human appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Amen. Amen. You know, when you make decisions in the Spirit of God, it will take you beyond. When they're true decisions in the Spirit of God, in the Holy Spirit, it will take you beyond normal logic. Why are you doing this? That's crazy. And then people go, wow, you're blessed, aren't you? Wow, that was fruitful. Because you went beyond your head to him. He's so much smarter than you. Turn to your neighbor and say, he is so much smarter than you. 
as in water face reflects face, so a man's heart reveals the man. And many times we do not know the heart of a person and what spirit they're speaking in and what advice they're giving you. Amen. Praise God for the Holy Spirit has been given to us who is our counsellor. Amen. Who gives us good counsel. Praise God. Hallelujah. Look, I want to repeat this. Some of you have got difficult people in your life and you're moaning and groaning about these people instead of giving thanks to God because he's using their weakness to fulfil your destiny. They're a blessing and a pain. Amen? They're a blessing and a pain. Don't you realise that God uses these types of situations, problems and difficult peoples to bring about his will? Open your mind to see what a great God he is. He's not going to act in your life in a way that you feel nice all the time. It doesn't work like that. The Son of Man had nowhere to rest his head. The Son of Man was tired, thirsty. He was doing God's will. You can be doing God's will and, and suffer. You can be doing God's will and people persecute you and all sorts of stuff. Paul said, and I am rightly judged by no man. Wow, what a place of spiritual maturity. Amen. He so was surrendered to Jesus Christ and doing his will, it didn't matter what anyone thought. Amen. But some people will use that in their rebelliousness and won't listen to anyone. Amen. You've got to get the balance right. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So in making decisions, make decisions from a pure heart. So when your, your heart is submitted to Jesus Christ as Lord, he then directs the heart. And, you, you know, you just seem, well, this is the right thing to do in the Holy Spirit. I have this assurance from God. I just... Uh, you know, I've been doing some stuff in my own personal life and, and, you know, people say, I don't think so, Mark. I don't think so. And, but I just feel, well, I think it's right. Yeah, I, th I think God's in it, you know. I just have a simple faith, you know. And I'm looking back and, uh, and I say, well, God's blessing. God's blessing. They're all wrong. Hallelujah. Amen. That's making decisions by faith. Faith is a childlike confidence in the Father. Hallelujah. So you're looking at your own problems of sickness or whatever. Judge with righteous judgment. Just don't look at your problems and the only thing you're looking at is a doctor's report. You know? Judge with righteous judgment. Look at your problem through the word of God. 
by his stripes I am healed. I am delivered from this torment. I'm financially blessed. I'm free of debt. Hallelujah. The marriage is blessed. The children are blessed. Autism is gone. Cancer is gone. Amen. But it's not only looking at life's problems through the Word of God, it's looking at life's decisions, all of life through the Word of God. See, you know, anything that we decide about should be through the Word of God. Surrender to Jesus Christ. Make him Lord of your heart. And stop offending and grieving the Holy Spirit by making decisions without him. That's pride. Yield yourself. Faith is humility. Everyone say faith is humility. Because faith is trusting and relying upon God, which is a form of humility. When you're relying on yourself, you're not relying on him, so you're in a place of unbelief. When you rely on him, his loving hand is shadowing your life. Shadowing your life. When you're trusting in him, you're living under the shadow of his hand. But when you're doing your own thing, where is his hand? And if his hand is not upon you, then what can the devil do? Psalm 91, we take refuge under the shadow of his wings, right? But how do we do that? Humility. Faith, coming like a little child and say, Lord, I need your help. I'm trusting in you. Amen? Praise God. He's a miracle-working God for whom nothing is impossible. I want to read um, from Psalm 68, 19. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation. Our God is the God of salvation. Did you know in his very nature he wants to save you from your problems? Amen? He wants to save you? Our God is the God of salvation. And to God the Lord belong escapes from death. It's his nature to heal. It's his nature to deliver. It's his nature to forgive, to release you from the guilt of sin. He's the God of salvation. Amen. There's a way forward. It's Jesus. It's his nature to make a way forward for you. Just put your faith in him. Let's close our eyes. Let's close our eyes. I know... Many here feel that, yeah, I've been running my life myself. I've just been doing what seemed good to me. And tonight, I want to invite you to make Jesus Lord of your life. Make him Lord of all your decision-making, of your holidays. Make him Lord. So if you want to make Jesus Lord, I want you to raise your hand to him and say, Lord, I'm going to make you Lord of my life. I'm going to surrender my holidays to you. I'm going to surrender my job to you. I'm going to surrender my marriage, my family. I'm going to 
surrender my business decisions to you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to make you Lord of my life. And Lord, we repent of doing our own things, our own way. We turn from it in Jesus' name. We say, come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus, and be Lord of my life. Take control and save me from my sin and let my life be pleasing to you for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.